There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer. Rise. Hi, beloveds. Just before I get on to the introduction of this conversation with Kamisha, we actually recorded this podcast conversation two weeks ago and unfortunately the recording only captured the first 10 percent or the first 10 minutes of the conversation so I decided to keep the first 10 minutes and then we just recorded the conversation at a later date and so obviously because you know um, that I am experiencing Bell's palsy at the moment you may be able to hear that a little bit in my slurred speech in after the first 10 minutes of the conversation. Um, just in case you're like, why do you sound okay in the first 10 minutes and then not in the, you know, the rest of the podcast conversation? Anyway, moving on. Beloveds, I am so excited to be sharing this conversation with Kamisha. Every single conversation that I have and everybody that I invite onto my podcast, I get super giddy about. You know that. I'm constantly like, I love that. I love that. And that's just my way of just being in awe of their presence and their wisdom that they bring on and um I've been wanting to get Kamisha on for a while and I finally have and we're going to talk about all things goddess and the subconscious mind the moon aspect of us that feminine aspect the hidden aspect our subconscious mind Mm, that goddess empowerment the depth the lunar aspect of us oh my goodness beloveds this was just so refreshing for me. I am so excited. Kamisha is just such a goddess. She's such a fucking soul. And she really does dive into the lunar aspect of ourselves and how we can really step into our power by recognizing that hidden aspect. Oh my goodness, without further ado, because I'm just chunnering on right now, I just, I'm just going to play this conversation. Get comfortable, get a cup of tea, relax and enjoy. So my first question that I wanted to ask you, Kamisha, is what does the feminine aspect of God represent? Oh, that's that's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> um, so the feminine aspect of God represents things that are hidden, things that are unseen, things that are silent, things that are in the dark, what one might call the shadow self. Um, Mm -hmm. it represents the now it represents being at peace, um, total nakedness and vulnerability. I mean, it represents an abundance of things. Um, but I started it off by saying that it represents things that are hidden because when, when it comes to, when we think about what God is, most people say he, but there is a she and she is hidden. (laughs) But that's wow, part I love of her that. nature to be hidden. Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful. The fact that she's hiding. I'm like, why are you hiding, Mother God? Come out, come out and play. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, she that. she speaks through 
um, the, the, the father side or the masculine side. She, she sends her son to do, to do her dirty work, <laughs> to do the heavy oh. lifting. She sends her son. This is a random question that I just thought of, but like, is that the Matrix, Matrix? Is that the mother and the son, Mason? Uh, Absolutely. The mother and her son. Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And how is um, Mother God related to the subconscious mind? Obviously, you just said it's the hidden. Yeah. So the subconscious mind, well, put it like this the subconscious mind is where. You're where everything agrees with you Mm. or the subconscious always agrees with everything that you're saying. So when you're saying that you're broke or you're saying that you're scared or you're ugly or whatever issues that you feel like you have, the subconscious is like, okay. And the more you keep saying that, the more the mother got, again, she sends her son to show that to you, her S-U-N son to show that to you in the light because she's in the darkness so that's that is how the whole subconscious works it's it's because sub means belief beneath right or below mm-hmm. so the subconscious is um it's like the why behind everything that you're doing and that and that's also the reason why most people don't really get to their true authentic self because they're not Digging into that subconscious, the, the why behind what they're doing. I hope I answered mm. the question. <laughs> absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. And I love that, how you explained it, how it's the mother sending her son and sub being below. Because what I thought then that just came to me was the whole as above, so below. The sun mm-hmm. being above and the moon being below. Yes, that is that perfect balance between the feminine and the masculine. And that's why it's important for us to acknowledge the mother, even though she's hidden or she's behind the scenes, um, because we need that balance. We need the balance of knowing that there is an invisible realm or what we some people might call it the 5D realm or whatever. Like there's another realm where things are like right in front of you, but you can't see it because you don't believe in it enough. But mm. the things you do see, obviously you believe in them enough. Um, because the mother sent her son the light to to show it to you, to show you what you believe. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, just in, uh, just in relation to the conscious community, I did hear you say in a video, and I was just like, oh, I love that, um, that we're all talking about that we need to be conscious. But, you know, you said, no, we actually need to be conscious of our subconscious. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, you know... <laughs> When I was looking through the list of the questions, I was like, she must, I don't know what videos, this must be an old video. Cause I, I know I do remember saying that, but um, I was like, that probably was a while ago that I said that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was cool that you brought that up. So, I mean, that's like, um, like I said earlier, majority of us don't really get to our true and authentic self because we're just only paying attention to our conscience thoughts. So we're only, I'm sorry, we're really only paying attention to, you know, the first thing that come to our mind, um, things that are just on the surface level of what we're thinking. Like when we get triggered about things or when we get bothered by things, Mm -hmm. we just automatically think that it's the other person, right? 
but really how it works in the spirit realm is that, like I just said, the spirit realm is always showing you, you. And Mm. so in order for us to be conscious about our unconscious or our subconscious, we have to question why we're seeing the things that we're seeing. Mm. I mean, that, that phrase, I mean, so like when it comes to, um, quote unquote black people and I know that that's one of the questions that you was going to ask yes. um, you know in the in the so called conscious community they spend a lot of time focusing on what the so called white man is doing but mm-hmm. no one is really questioning the unconscious part of that like how yes. how is he doing that because we're not being conscious of our subconscious or yes. our unconscious and how we're, how we're being programmed to think a certain way Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by that. It's the program behind how you think. Yes, here's me just jotting this down. I love that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. That's that's just so deep. <sighs> oh yeah, it's it's, deep. it's super deep. I mean, even even tricking us, and by us, I don't just mean melanated people. I mean everybody. Mm-hmm. Just sure. tricking us into thinking that number one, we don't have an author any authority over ourselves. Even this whole yeah. COVID thing everybody got to wear a mask the vaccine to get you know the states getting shut down these are all like gimmicks and tricks to make a majority think that we don't have authority over ourselves so if we think that we don't have authority over ourselves then we'll start blaming other people for my love what is the meaning of black oh <laughs> so black you know i interpret that word a lot of different ways um when, when when I get down to the root of it, though, it's really a metaphor for nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's empty, you know, it's darkness, mm-hmm. um, which another layer of that is representing the feminine aspect of God. Darkness is representing the feminine aspect of God. So I know when we think about Black, we normally think about Black people. Mm-hmm. Normally think about um, the so-called color black, even though black is not a color. Yeah, um, but it has it has a very spiritual meaning mm-hmm. associated with it. It, it. It's the darkness that everyone's afraid of, the shadow self. It just has so many different faces. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, to me, I say it just represents nothing. Mm-hmm. That, that's why we're so afraid of it, because we're literally afraid of nothing. I love that. And I was, my next question was going to be, do you think that the fear of black and darkness and everything we associate with that is connected to the actual fear of black skin? Not you and I, because we're beautifully melanated, but you know. Right, right, right. Um, Somehow I think that culture has put those things together. Um, I think that, how can I say this? I think that fear of darker skinned people for some mm-hmm. reason um, has been projected or just created yes. in, our, in our minds, you know, and and that could come from just like you said, like the idea of dark or black automatically being a bad thing. You know, black mm-hmm. cats are supposed to be um, bad luck or you yeah. Know, it's just all these concepts around black and so yeah yeah i can see how it could it could be it could relate to culture yes and it's interesting because today i saw a black crow and i was just like oh my god you're black and you're so beautiful (laughs) 
Right. Like, why do we just like you know it's like black everything like like you said like it's just ridiculous really isn't it it is it really is i've heard people say that um source uh, our subconscious mind um is god mm-hmm. um what's your perspective on that do you think the subconscious mind is that god power that we've not tapped into um, yeah, I totally agree with that. That that mm-hmm. is also what black is. Yeah. The darkness. It's it's when we close our, our eyes. Amen. Amen Ra. <laughs> yes, yes. We close our eyes and that's when we are with God. Right? That's why when we go to sleep and we dream, we get a lot of downloads and messages from the cosmos, from the all, from the universe, from God, whatever. Whatever word fits your fancy, <laughs> we get those things when we close our eyes. Sometimes we don't have to be in a deep sleep. We could get flashes of things when we meditate. Um, it's in the darkness where all of those things are hidden. So um, I absolutely believe that if, if I was to say, if someone was to ask me, like, what is God? I would say everything, which is also nothing, mm-hmm. which is darkness. That's so beautiful. It's like literally everything is birthed from that, from the darkness, the womb, the cosmos, you know, all of it. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Do you, I mean, I was going to ask you, what's your relationship with the moon or what what do you think the moon is a metaphor for? So the moon to me is a metaphor for uh, the mother aspect of God. Some people might argue that it's masculine and it does have some masculine attributes. but to me, the moon is a metaphor for the mother aspect of God. It, it draws on emotions. It draws on the water, which is emotions. You know, it has a lot of, um, yeah, I don't know any other way to say it. It has a lot yeah. to do with how water moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, what would you say the masculine aspects of the moon are? I've never read anything that, that speaks on that. So that's interesting. Um, well, I heard someone else say this and mm-hmm. it kind of made sense to me. I didn't read it, but mm-hmm. someone else said that, um, because it's dry, mm. it's not wet. You know mm. what I mean? Wet is the mother. Yes. <laughs> Amen. <Right>? I'm rough. <laughs> it's dry. It's hard. It, it, it's like a rock. Mm, that makes they sense. call the moon a rock, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and a rock or things that are hard is also masculine. So mm-hmm. at least off the top of my head, those are two attributes mm-hmm. that someone might consider to be masculine traits. Mm. Well, then again, you could say it's androgynous, though, because clearly it's. Yes, really, because you know? some people say. And I think if you research this, it's uh, the sun at one time was considered uh, masculine. I mean, feminine. Mm-hmm. And the and the moon was considered masculine. They mm-hmm. like have switched places. Um, Interesting. But the sun actually looks like a an egg. Like it literally <laughs> looks like like if you look up with a um an egg in the womb it looks like and mm-hmm. in, in like a medical book mm-hmm. it looks like a sun. Mm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. That's so interesting. I I read. Somebody posted something today that I was super triggered about. They were just like, you know, there's so many people in the spiritual community worshiping the moon and they've got it backwards because we're not even supposed to bleed every month. And 
stop worshiping the moon because oh, you do the energy and I'm like oh my god I just can't I'm just like I just melt yeah like, that's just too much <laughs> you know I had gotten to uh well I ain't gonna say an argument but I I, I got <laughs> I had got irritated by that whole we're not supposed to bleed thing and I, I had made a video on my YouTube page mm-hmm. about that um mm-hmm. because to me it didn't make sense to say that we're not supposed to do something that is in alignment with the moon Exactly. Like the the moon is on a 28 day cycle. It makes mm-hmm. zero sense to say that a woman's body is not supposed to go through this cycle every mm-hmm. 28 days. Now, I don't think that we're supposed to bleed probably as much as we do. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that mm-hmm. with our diet, That's our mind, our stress, yeah. you know, Absolutely. but to say that we're not supposed to bleed at all, that doesn't make it's sense. Just a, it really doesn't, at least to me anyway. It was just like, feeling triggered because we're just like look I've just developed this beautiful relationship with the moon and now you're trying to trying to strip it away from me it ain't happening over here it's just not right oh man but I also think like because I had a conversation with a wonderful uh good friend of mine called Jilly and she was also saying that um it's it's because the moon controls the surface levels that it's important to kind of be aware of what our emotions are so that we don't get carried away by the moon in a sense but it's not like it's just basically taking your power back by being aware of how your waters within you work, you know? So I love that. Yeah. Mm. The moon is, when we go through, especially the full moon, it gets really close to the water because mm. it's showing us, it's, it's self-reflecting. Yes. <laughs> so yes. the full moons are for the purpose, well, one part of it anyway, is for the purpose of self-reflecting because this is when our emotions are really like going berserk. But remember, your emotions are your teachers yeah they're there to let you know that you have you have something going on with you whether it's happiness or sadness like it's your emotions letting you know you know to pay attention to something within yourself so love that I genuinely the more I'm diving deep into nature and just really skimming the surface of natural law at the moment but like I just feel like everything that's on the outside of us is literally like what you said in the first part of our podcast a couple of weeks ago in our first part of the recording you, you mentioned that um we could be a trigger to show other Caucasian beings what's already within them something along that line I'm not really, mm-hmm. I'm and not vice really, versa exactly <laughs> I mean for all I know I I, I mean some people say that reinc- you get reincarnated if you do believe in reincarnation that is into the same bloodline but for all I know I was a bloody Caucasian woman in two past right. lives and I could just be experiencing this melanin body now to develop a lot of empathy because I could have been a racist whatever do you know what I mean yep yep like, I actually people. think that if you hate any other race that you could come back as that race yeah because you have to learn something exactly and this 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 life is just I think existence on this planet is like an earth school for sure <laughs> oh yeah most definitely it's interesting so it, even now with everything that's going on now I feel that, that as much as we can get into these arguments of what's happening whatever my soul truly feels that listen if the universe wants to evolve we are evolving you know like I truly mm-hmm. believe that like we're being asked to evolve to to think higher to question stuff to really take responsibility for our health as opposed Definitely. to blaming everybody outside of us like realistically we are responsible for our health and the government is not that is yep. a, a personal responsibility for sure so man 
It is. And people go crazy when you tell them that. Like, people, they want to, the government is there because <laughs> it's the scapegoat, you know? Yes. It's like, well, everything is falling apart because the government is not doing blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that when you break the word government down, it's literally yeah. mind control. Government. Oh, my word. And it's interesting about the word environment as well. Environment, because that's, I don't know where I read this. It, uh, that's in virus mind. Oh, wow. Virus means mind. So I'm just like, whenever I see meant now, I'm like, mm, let's decode that word. So it's like your environment, you want to be aware of the, yes. the virus could be downloading subconsciously because then you're going to see that in your external reality. And it's interesting what you said about the government there because it's like, yeah, that's totally, I feel that like that's like victim consciousness where you, you're yeah. almost like incapable of actually going, okay, I may want to start thinking about making some health changes with my mm -hmm. lifestyle, exercising more, eating healthier food. You know, it's like, it's, it doesn't take that much to it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said it's like they're the scapegoat. And exactly. they don't mind being a scapegoat. It's like, oh, oh, you want to say that I'm in charge? Okay. <laughs> Let's see it then. Right. The government be like, all right, well, then I'm in charge. And then now you got to pay all these taxes and fees. And, mm. and you can get arrested for doing little stupid stuff. You know, all these different laws and stuff. Like, yeah, that's because we have this habit of saying that I'm not in charge. You're in charge. Okay, then exactly i love that okay then okay <laughs> okay that's, that's, yeah like at that. the end of the day that's what happens when you give uh i'm gonna i'm gonna call it an adversary when you give the adversary the upper hand you keep blaming the devil yes then the devil says okay well i'm in charge then <laughs> thanks i love that i used to love like i'm not saying i used to love it but i used to notice whenever I would find people saying, and I've never been like this. I've never said this as a Christian growing up. Oh, it's the devil's fault. Or like, oh, the devil is on my back today. Like with that conscious, like with that actual meaning of it, I didn't do this. The devil's doing this to me. And I'm like, actually, you're doing this to yourself, love. Right. <laughs> oh, right. man, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite subjects, the devil. I love yeah. it. Say whatever you need to it. say, my love. <laughs> to the point where people were asking, like, well, damn, like, are you a Satan worshiper? <laughs> oh, it's, it's such an interesting topic, though. It really is. It really is. Um, I mean, we could get that into could get could get into that in a minute. I was just gonna ask you, what's your perspective um on Christianity represent representing God as a man? And obviously, if you want to talk about the devil, that you can do as well. <laughs> say that question one more time sorry you know what I need to speak slower I speak so <laughs> fast and considering this is a, like a conversation that's going to be uploaded to a podcast I need to learn to speak slower okay so I was just saying um what's your personal perspective on Christianity representing God as a man oh so as far as Jesus you mean yeah mm -hmm. or even I mean Jesus and then Yahweh because they're like two completely different entities I suppose yeah well first of all just let me give my a little bit of my background about uh, you know as far as what I do so mm -hmm. I, I teach about the the metaphysics of the bible so it's like I teach about what is like the hidden parts of the bible and what it's really saying about 
um, our consciousness. So when it comes to Christianity, I can totally relate to it. I can. My mm-hmm. father is a, a stone hard Christian, okay, and he will call me every day and be like, "Kamisha, what do you think this verse means? What do you think this means? What do you think that means?" Not knowing fully that I don't even identify with it the way that he does, but I know how to relate mm. the way that he does. You know, so to me, Christianity is um, proposed in a way where it makes it seem like this magical man came through this virgin birth, (laughs) you know, to save the entire world. And some of that has some truth to it. Mm -hmm. The truth is that you're the magical, quote unquote, man. Mm -hmm. You're the you're the magical being. You're the hero. You're the messiah. You're the. Yeshua. Yeshua. Yeshua also means help. That's another name for Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're the you're the help. You are the help that you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so in that context, I totally support it. I, Jesus is one of my, if not my favorite. Well, Satan is one of my favorite characters. So but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and some people would say that they're that they're actually the same. Mm. I'm in agreement with. Okay, I, I I'm in agreement with that. But um, Jesus is definitely one of my favorite characters, and the reason why is because we just talked about the government, and what mm. people don't realize that if we are going to say that he's a real character and that we want to be like him, well, this is something that most people don't do, <laughs> and that is stand up to the government. Exactly. And you know what's so interesting about that? I don't want to take your words away here, but it's so interesting that I feel like the Christian church has become so much like not Jesus, like not like they don't want to rock the boat with anybody or anything, especially yeah. those in so-called power. You know, and it's like Jesus was going around flipping tables. This is what I'm grits. saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Jesus at 13 years old pretty much ran away from his mom and dad and went on his own way. And when they looked for him, he was like, you ain't know I was about my father's business. Like, I'm not here for y'all. You know, like, this is why I love his character. Like, at a teenager, he was like, I'm here for my business. Like, I'm not here for y'all. I love it. I I do. I do. I mean, I've gone more on the side of, you know, uh, uh, more of the Christ consciousness side of the way I view Jesus now. But as an archetype, it's just beautiful. I still still feel like I have a relationship with whether it's just an archetype, whether it's the way that I experience the divine through this archetype, but for sure, whether Jesus existed or not, to me, it's quite irrelevant. That's the point that I got to. And I think that's the reason why I'm able to relate to Christianity and, and the so-called Christian so much mm-hmm. is because to me, it doesn't matter. I can still talk to you about Jesus, whether I think that he was a real person or the literal sun in the sky, because that's another <laughs> you know, theory of it, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's like, do you know what he was trying to teach? Exactly. Do you understand what he was trying to teach? Because if you miss that part, then it's all pointless. It is. And we've just created this religion that's just like so far away from what Jesus was actually teaching just for more power and control. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus if taught us to stand firmly in who we are like it's just so many lessons in that story that is just mind-blowing that people miss it like he was willing to die for what he believed Mm -hmm. and it's like 
most people would be like, nah, I'm not going that far, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, and then some people will be like, well, that's the whole reason why we don't have to do it. It's because mm. Jesus died for me. But that's where they start missing that. No, you do have to do it because mm. metaphysically, what you're doing is you're destroying that part of yourself that doesn't realize that you are um, that you are here to be a creator. You're you're destroying the part of yourself that has a lot of fear and doubt and insecurity, and that mm. is what has to die. Yeah, and the whole rising from the dead. Yes, but the removal of the 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 tomb. You know, coming out of the tomb. It's like yeah, that's you know metaphysically that part of you that does need to die in order for you to actually evolve. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What does it mean to merge the conscious mind with your subconscious to you? To merge the sub the subconscious mind with the conscious mind? Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of said it when you said uh merge. <laughs> it's 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 the marriage between the divine feminine and the and the divine masculine. I love that. Marriage. Is it the alchemical marriage? Um, I guess you could say it that way. You know, al- alchemical is really when people talk about alchemy, um, it's using the chemicals in your body to produce the experience that you want to have. So, like, you know, when we say um, we want to manifest certain things, mm-hmm. I'm going to use the air quotes and say they say, whoever they is, but they say... <laughs> That we should, when we're thinking of these things, that we should feel good. Why? Because we re- we're releasing those chemicals into mm-hmm. the body, right? And so that's also the marriage between the, the divine feminine and the divine masculine. You're having um, intercourse with yourself all day in your, in your own speak. mind. Speak. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and when you are in agreement with yourself, that is when there is a divine, uh, I don't know, connection, I guess I'll call it, between your inner feminine and masculine self and they're in harmony. That's mm-hmm. the marriage between them. That's like Adam and Eve staying in, staying in Eden. Mm. And now they can create whatever they want. They can create whatever experience they want. Everything is there. They ain't got to work hard for it. <laughs> it's right there because y'all are in agreement. Right. Mm-hmm. When y'all are not in agreement, that's when the serpent comes in. That's when the Satan comes in. That's when the adversary comes in to kind of mm-hmm. get a foothold on you're at war with yourself. Now, now there's a divorce occurring. You know, so that merge is really like a healthy. Um, I guess I would call it like the, the, a healthy um, expression of uh, the process of creation. Just like a man and a woman has to come together in order to create a child. Mm. It's the same thing with the divine feminine and masculine energy that exists within us. Those things have to be in alignment in order for us to produce the crop that we mm. um, are happy with. Because we're going to produce crops. Whether we're aware of it or not, we're going to produce. That's right. <laughs> you may not be happy with all of them, no, but... Mm. You're, you're gonna you're gonna you're always creating you're always going to be a, a, a creator because you are a part of the creator so you're a child just like jesus you're a child of god a son of god whatever you have the ability to create and do the same things doesn't mean you're always going to be happy with what you get 
but you get those things so that you can see that you didn't really want what you thought that you wanted. Mm, I love that. I love that. It literally, you know, me as a, as a, someone that doesn't have children, I always feel that when people constantly ask me that question as to why I don't have children, am I going to have children? I'm just like, listen, my creation, my creativity that flows through my art and my music to me, that that's my child. Because we are, like you said, we are constantly creating. It's yep. just crazy, man. But what's your perception on Lilith? Oh, she's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I can so relate to her, especially right now where I'm at in my life. I could just so relate. As a matter of fact, I actually feel like I had a dream, not about her, but I felt like it was her energy. Mm -hmm. And her energy is basically an energy of, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yep. I'm going to, I'm going to choose me. Okay. <laughs> That's her energy. It's just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not settling for that. No, we that's not what we we're not doing that <laughs> and the dream that I had though was um it's crazy because I was I was basically having a menage a trois whatever with two men <laughs> and it's like this beautiful lady walked in the room and she was laughing at me and I was like what is so funny or whatever she was like you're not gonna get them to do anything that you want and I was like, I, my feelings was hurt. I was feeling all insecure. And I was like, why? And she was like, because you're not demanding it. And she walked out. I was just like, what's that? You know, and I woke up from that dream. Like, I felt like it was a little type of energy that was saying that mm. you only get what you want when you actually demand it and you settle for absolutely nothing. Ups. Oh, Less man. than that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that. Because that is, that is the, 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 to me, it's like the ultimate respect is when you demand that respect and not in an arrogant way, but just your presence as a woman embodying that goddess energy. Just, you just naturally just demand respect. <laughs> you demand, for Lilith, you demand that respect so much to the point that you would rather be alone than to yes, settle for anything else. Oh my God, that is me. I think I've turned into the very witch that I dreamt about when I was younger. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, I will literally be like, listen, I'm not about settling in relationships or any of that. I will, I'm literally so content on my own. If I meet someone that's kind of like at that level where they respect me at the level that I'm demanding, then yeah, but I'm not going to entertain bullshit for the sake of being in a relationship now. Come on now. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's exactly where I am at in my life right yeah. now. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. ah, what's goddess embodiment to you, or what is? How do you experience this goddess energy? Well, you were breaking up at the first part of the of your question. Say it again. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, oh, okay. What's goddess? Uh, sorry. How do you embody goddess energy, or how do you experience the divine feminine in your life? Ooh, man, there's so many layers to that. <laughs> um, it's so many layers to that. So, well, let me say, you know, I, I teach a class or I teach a class, which is also an online course called Self-Realization of a Goddess. Mm -hmm. And for me, the goddess energy, the root of it is about 
being completely honest with yourself. Mm. Um, it's that shadow work. It's it's getting into your fears, your doubts, your insecurity. You know, a lot. I I, I struggled with, and I and I used to struggle with this, and I still do sometimes with mm. feminine energy. Um, in the so-called woke community, um, yeah. it's, a lot of it is portrayed as. Oh, you have to be this magnetic goddess and you have to be, you know, <laughs> just this like this beauty image and makeup and heal. Mm-hmm. Oh, please. It's so I'm not going to say it's not that at all, because feminine energy is definitely about being magnetic. Mm-hmm. OK, and we all know that you're, you do become magnetic based on what you look like. However, the it shoes, really the energy. <laughs> that, do you believe it? See, exactly. it's going back to the truth. It's, go, it's always going to go back to I don't care what you look like on the outside. Do you really believe? Yes, that? sister. And the amount of times the universe. I'm not saying the universe will test you, but if you sit there and say that you believe it, you will at some point get an experience. Oh yeah, you in school. Test. You definitely getting tests. You in school. <laughs> when you go to school, you are gonna have tests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, so, stop. yeah, when you make claims, I'm the this, I'm the that. So that's why even with me teaching self-realization mm. of a goddess, mm. can you imagine the test? That I, I can. I mean. Oh, my goodness. It's it's rough sometimes. Absolutely. But yeah, the goddess energy is about being your most truest and authentic self. It's about being transparent. And not being ashamed. Again, that just mm. the Lilith energy is I'm going to make this choice to be alone to the point where I'm not going to even be ashamed about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's absolutely, man. You, I mean, you helping me out right now because of just the things that I'm going through in my own life. It's like, it's like going so dark, going so deep and so dark into yourself. Mm that you really find yourself and you become okay with that darkness. Mm. Now, I don't know the story of Lilith. I don't know. Does it, it it's, well, there's a lot of different stories, you know, with mythology, they change it around so much. <laughs> but didn't she winds up like being like a child killer or something like that. I think they got to do with the womb, like a metaphor with something with the yeah. womb. I'm not sure. Whoa. Yes. Yes. But isn't that story associated with her doing something to babies or something like that? Yes, I think she went mad, I think. One mm-hmm. of the stories anyway. Oh, I don't know if I'm t- I don't know if I'm thinking about Carly right now. Well, what's interesting is that they all mean the same thing. I tell yeah. people this all the time. For sure, of course they do. They all mean darkness. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like that's why you're not getting around it. That's why feminine energy is all about doing the shadow work and getting into the darkness where the truth is and being honest with mm. yourself, you know? So that goddess energy is about being being honest and truthful. There's no other way to, to really say it, not to me anyway. Absolutely. As a Scorpio moon, I, I dig it because I'm just like, if you can't get the whole transparency thing, oof. yeah. I think sometimes I'm a little bit too transparent, but I definitely, even before even, you know, researching this myself, I was like, well, Carly clearly is Lilith. <laughs> I mean, they both got that energy that's like, 
either you're going to tell the truth or I'm going to cause a lot of problems for you. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, Kylie definitely, her energy is definitely, she's not about to play with you. You know, people, people, people look at her, her image because, you know, she done cut the the masculine's head off. Well, the masculine is representing the lie. Exactly. Well, let me just circle it in. <laughs> no, honestly, the, just the, the uh, because the subconscious mind deals with like images and stuff like that. I'm just literally, I look at these beautiful sacred pictures and I'm just like, it's all there. It's all there. All Even there. a picture of, uh, you know, Mary and Jesus. Hello. That's that divine feminine and masculine. Absolutely. All set in Heyru. Divine yep. feminine and masculine. Or all set in Heyru and Asar. Right? Mm. It's still divine feminine and masculine. Mm. What is it? Shiva and Shakti, I think. I, yeah. You know, it's always that divine feminine and masculine and all of those mythological stories are really just telling the story of the psyche. It, it, I mean, even when we get into, sometimes people will say, um, there's a, uh, a, a, what do they call it? Like a, um, a war of the sexes. And like, no, that's just really an expression <laughs> of the divine feminine and masculine. Like, that's really mm. what it is. That's the conclusion of, well, not conclusion, well, the sort of conclusion I've come too as I've looked into so many different spiritual paths and expressions and especially like esoteric spirituality and stuff like that it's it's quite clear that it's it's definitely the psyche there so interesting Mm -hmm. so interesting that the devil in me the diablo is just like oh I'm loving it (laughs) (laughs) do you have anything to say on the devil anything oh my goodness girl I could (laughs) talk about that all day by itself (laughs) give us 10 minutes go on (laughs) I just love the character because it's like, how could I start? Where should I even start it? It's like the devil, the the character of the devil is so intelligent Mm -hmm. that it'll make you think that it's your enemy, but it's really your helper. (laughs) But it's only your enemy if you don't know yourself. Wow. That's the whole trick that like, if you don't know yourself, then you're going to look at things and think that it's being an adversary, but it's really because you don't know that it's you. <laughs> and so you turn it into an adversary. And, it, and in that kind of that in itself stops your evolution, because I can say that obviously we, we both have respect for Christians, surely, don't we? Um, Absolutely. So- yeah, like we're not saying it from that judgmental place, but we are coming from our own lens. But I am going to say that when I was, you know, a firm believer in Christianity in the dogmatic way that I was raised to believe it, I would literally be like afraid to even truly express myself because I would always feel that it's the devil's influence. You know, and that that truly so is crazy. like, you know, it, it's just the mind control. You know, Have you ever watched the show Lucifer? No, but yeah. oh my god, you have to watch. <laughs> if you watch the show, anybody who's listening to this, if you watch the show Lucifer, you will get way more under. Some people say Lucifer, the devil, Satan is all different things. Listen, for me, what I teach in my classes, everything is the same, but it looks like it's different. 
Okay, that's mm-hmm. another one of the tricks of the devils is that it makes mm-hmm. it look like every, all of these different things with all of these different names, but it's mm-hmm. really like the same energy. But the show Lucifer will show how the devil or Lucifer or whatever is really, they, they say Lucifer is the light bearer. Yes, because he exposes light to the truth, which people don't like. Wow. When the truth actually gets exposed, whoever is exposing it becomes the devil. <laughs> And becomes their adversary because you still haven't gone and done that shadow work and done going into the deepest parts of yourself and admitted that, yes, I have a fear there. Yes, I have shame there. Yes, I have guilt there. But because you haven't admitted that when it comes to the surface, now you're going to blame whoever is shedding the light and you're going to make them your adversary. Woo! <laughs> and it's that whole projection, isn't it? Because I still yes. find how much shadow work I've done. I still find myself projecting the very aspect of myself that I'm denying. However, with that self-awareness, now I'm able to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't, you, don't dis- you don't dislike this woman. You're insecure because yep. she's showing you the potential in you. Deal with yes. it. That's what I'm like. Yes. I'm like, fucking sit with why you feel upset. You know. But do you know how much this is? But this is like the Kali energy. If I'm going to call her a, a she or whatever to put a pronoun mm-hmm. on here, but. She loves that you're being honest with yourself about that. You know how I many people won't admit that? You know how I many people won't admit that they'll look at somebody else's body who is banging, who, mm. who work out, and they looking at them like, look at this half a hair. You know what I mean? And you, you know, you just got your nose all turned up. But the truth is that you really want her body. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And if we would just be honest with that, we'd have less of this just bitchiness, this toxic, like, I don't know, I don't know, it's just, you know, it's so much projection. In fact, um, the lady that I was talking about earlier that I did a podcast, Julie, she posted on Instagram, which is how I see Instagram. Instagram's like the deepest, like, shadow work that you could do because it's how like about constantly seeing things that trigger you. Yeah. Like, look, it's going to show you what subconsciously you need to work on. And that is... Every, well, everybody's... Everybody's like a, a supermodel on Instagram, right? Well, not everybody, but that's yeah. like supermodel, uh, you know, I don't know, world. And the mm. thing about it is, so I'm, I've been on TikTok lately, and tic, the people yeah. on TikTok, they make fun of the people on Instagram. They do. <laughs> it's hilarious. But they actually, there's, it's like a trend on TikTok where, they, where they're like, we're going to show you how social media is really fake. And they might show like a picture of their Instagram picture, and then mm-hmm. they'll show you all of their behind-the-scenes flaws. So they'll show mm-hmm. you, like, um, I don't know, acne on, on their face or, like, um, mm-hmm. the, their nails, the, their nails, because you can't tell from far away, but their nails are not really done. They're chipped or, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, cellulite on their leg, like, close up. Like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy how, as a matter of fact, I read an article that said Instagram is about to stop showing likes. Because yes, they know how damaging yeah. it's becoming to people's psychology. They were supposed to have implemented that last year. They were doing it in some countries, but it's not it's not happened over here yet. Mm. But that would be interesting because I think then you'd express yourself more. You would just post because you want to post, not because you think you're going to get likes or that's yeah. how you know that it's all orchestrated. Because why do we really need likes? Yeah, because it's 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 I guess it's feeding the ego, if I'm being honest. Yeah, my, when I post something, it's you know, it's that ego and that whole trap. You know, they obviously they work with psychologists to kind of you know, well, they just do, but 
when you're constantly looking back to see who's liked and who's commented and and I didn't used to do that but now it's like you've got to kind of beat the algorithm which is set up to the point where unless you're engaging as quick as possible you're not going to get the same kind of push of your photos to those people next time you post for example the same thing with Facebook their little message icon used to be blue then when they they noticed people weren't reading the messages as much it wasn't alarming people so they changed that message icon to red because it's that danger color alarm and the way that wow isn't that just weird like it's just fucking fucked up man I'm reading this book for the second time actually now because I'm thinking of like doing a social media detox again called uh minimal digital minimalism and it goes right into the psychology of just how even just that as well um just the colors they use the psychology everything is designed to keep you on the app so that they can make money via the ads that's it and we think it's free Mm, it's not oh definitely not free it's It's not for our time it's time your life (laughs) yep your mind yep. that's why it doesn't make sense to be on there and not make money you know what i mean like I you are going to be on there all day or at least um just using your creativity somehow like to just be on yep. there just aimlessly scrolling yep. I, I don't that's get that definitely that's, enough. that's like dead time that's like not, maybe that's not the right way of putting it but this is why I always think like there's no judgment to anyone that does this but I personally couldn't just use it just to put pictures of myself like a photo album it's like I'm using it to help expand people's consciousnesses and all that and to, as you know as a self-expression but I think if you don't have a reason to be on there this is what this book asks you to question within yourself why are you actually on Instagram because Instagram is an instant gram of dopamine why are you Ooh, on now you know I like that <laughs> oh I'm over here clutching my fake pearls <laughs> an instant gram of dopamine because that's what it is think about it sister like when you go on why would we need to be like getting these instant grams of dopamine simply because someone's messages it's ridiculous you've not done anything to achieve that dopamine so it's given as this reward for nothing and then those creative projects you want to work on you don't work on them because you're like "Ah, i've just got a message on instagram i know so fucking like it's and even I, harder as a as a as a business person because mm-hmm. and I know I don't, are we on subject or should we should we because let's say carry on we, we we you know it's fine okay I was just going to say that me um because I, I have a, a degree in um in business and I also worked mm-hmm. in sales and marketing um mm-hmm. for eight years so <laughs> what I learned and you probably already know this that mm-hmm. marketing of course is very psychological and mm-hmm. actually. It's the same strategy that the devil, if we want to say the devil, that the devil or the energy that a so-called devil uses to get you to, um, I guess, indulge in your so-called desires. So it's like the devil doesn't um, use anything against you or, or doesn't try to trick you with anything that's not already in you. If the devil knows that you have lust issues, it's going to, you're going to keep, because it's really you, it's your double, right? It's your double, your devil, your Diablo. So you're going to keep attracting things that's going to entice you to indulge in your lust issues. But the reason why it keeps showing up is to show you that you have lust issues. Like it's yeah. just this crazy cycle. And that is the psychology 
of all marketing because when people want you to buy something, right? <laughs> they want to dangle something in front of you mm. and they want to try to push on your sometimes Talk. people use fear. Yeah. Right? To try to sell you something. Child, it's just it's it's just so much. But my point of saying all that is that social media does the same thing. They are operating the same way as a so-called devil would. Have you seen what is the uh, it was a show on Netflix? Um Social Dilemma. I think so. Is it? Yeah, I may have seen it. Something to do with Instagram. Maybe. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, they basically talk about, like what you just said, how things are so detailed that we don't even realize that they show us in our timeline and the algorithm is specifically, of course, to get you to stay on there. Mm -hmm. Like, it, then they use our personal information. We, you know, they already know that. So we just signed away all of our privacy just to be on there. It's, it's just crazy. It's like because we signed away all of our privacy to be on there. This is the same as the devil knowing all of your weaknesses. <laughs> you see, and the devil knows everything to use to get you to indulge in that particular thing. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff. Because we somehow probably signed some agreement to give away our, oh, yeah, you can have access to my photos. Oh, yeah, you can have access to my microphone. Oh, yeah, you can have access, you know, to everything in my phone. Mm-hmm. Well, now they know everything that you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it's even like, you know, when we were talking about just, well, from what I've seen on TED Talks and stuff like that, because I'm such a nerd, uh, updating your consciousness to technology. Well, we're already doing that with our subconscious minds just being uploaded to Instagram with every thought that you post. Even yep. from just as much as I remember because I deleted my Facebook years ago um and I just remember when it used to say what's on your mind nobody noticed how weird that was when that first came out was the status I was like what the fuck because I'm I'm not saying I'm so self-aware but I I did step back and go "Mm," and I was writing statuses and I realized years later when I went back to my homepage how much shit I was writing on Facebook like I'm in a mood today meh like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. And that it's is like literally you... giving somebody access to your mind. Nah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy mm. when you actually think about it. And I don't know, social media has just changed. It just changed everything, every, every, the thing, how we do everything. And the psychology behind it is just, it's mind blowing how we just, we just all like, sucked in it like well we here now so okay <laughs> uh, oh my god it's like okay again okay <laughs> yeah it's like what are we gonna do because like I know that I see all this trash about social media but I was able to quit my job and actually pursue my I am because mm-hmm. of social media yes so there's definitely a that's how I got too. my following that's how exactly. I pay my bills mm-hmm and the beautiful thing of it is as well that like I think even when because I see so many things on Instagram ads that are clearly literally to me because they know what I and they're all like these beautiful phone cases with crystals at the back of them like beautiful yoga clothes and sometimes I'm like oh my god I need to save that because I'm gonna buy that and then I'm like but that's the trap that's you the know, trap you have to buy this they know you and they know what you want to look at and constant because I think with every third post as you scroll down is an ad. How fucking crazy is that? Every that is. third 
every third every third, is, like yeah. yeah just even in, on your stories like every third person I think is an ad and again we're not to my listeners here we're not just like rambling for you know <laughs> but, but there's a point to it because I guess like if you are more of a balanced individual <laughs> and you balance in that divine masculine and feminine then surely because even with toxic I feel sorry not toxic with tiktok I feel like a lot of that is representing the toxic feminine in a lot of oh, ways it's all toxic too <laughs> oh man it's all toxic okay. it's all toxic and it's like <laughs> you know yeah. tiktok doesn't have as many ads though that's I'm, what i do like about tiktok yeah i've not noticed the ads on there anyway to be fair but um yeah what were we saying before that i think i we don't just... know we just went down this whole rabbit hole of social media <laughs> it is all still relevant though because it's like Social media, to me, social media is, if not the, well, the biggest, the biggest playground for you um, learning mastery of self is your relationships, right? It's your relationships with your mates. It's your relationship with your children. It's your relationship with yourself. All of those things. But social media, because it's happening, the relationships are happening from afar. Mm. It's actually the greatest opportunity for you to learn mastery of self. Because I know for me... I've gotten really good, especially on Facebook mm-hmm. or pretty much anywhere of not being so triggered to the point where <laughs> I'm arguing back and forth with somebody for hours on social media. Cause I definitely used yes. to do that. Same. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'd like do loads of research and then come back to the post and start giving it like just right. I, and this is the beautiful thing about self-awareness is you can see that, yes, I'm a little bit pissed off, but you know what? I'm not giving my power away to this. You don't yeah. have to engage. And the minute it's it's like somebody asked me a question on one of my posts and they're like, but do you mean this? And I simply stated in love how my opinion was not a polarized opinion. It was just one lens and to keep the highest perspective and the person was just like, oh, OK. Because everybody just wants to be seen, really. Even if someone's yeah. arguing, they just want to be seen. Yeah. That's so. all. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. People want to be right. It's like, even today, <laughs> I had made a post and someone uh, commented and they said something like, they were talking about like polygamy or whatever. And they, mm-hmm. excuse me, they said something about like, I'm confused. Like, it seems like um, that we're not really supposed to be monogamous or whatever. And I com- commented <laughs> back and I said, you're supposed to do whatever you want. Amen. That's the whole, that's right. the beauty of it. Like mm-hmm. the whole argument about whether we should all just be polygamous because it's not natural for us to be with one. No, we're supposed to do what we want. Exactly. That's how much free will and, and, and creativity we have to mm. do what makes you happy and be honest with yourself. So if you already know that you don't want to commit to one person, again, we're going back to the shadow work. Mm. You it's have to know out. yourself enough to know mm. to mm. not indulge in a monogamous relationship and don't try to trick somebody else into thinking that too exactly it's okay because the shadow the universe will give you what you're what you're asking for just be honest <laughs> because at the end of the day if you're not honest i mean you're still gonna experience that i'm not with one person because there's gonna be affairs of all sorts exactly you know what i mean and i think i think because we've domesticated men as well like just oh, i don't know again it's personal preference i guess isn't it because i i say i'd like to 
I'd not like to just be in a relationship, but when I'm in one, I don't want to be with anyone else. So it's kind of like, I say one thing when I'm single, another thing when I'm in a relationship. So <laughs> again, it's like wherever I am in the present moment with that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Those are opportunities for you to, to see if you really mean what you're saying. Shit. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, I, I, I wanted to get married. And, and I wanted to be married and I wanted to experience being married. And then when I got married, I was just like, oh, mm. I don't think I want this. I was like, is this what marriage is? Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. You know, so uh, to me, I told myself, well, you wanted to experience it. You realized that maybe this is not so much what you really want. Mm-hmm. And so you had to do it so that you could see whether you were telling the truth or not. The universe is all about exposing are you being honest with yourself or not? That's it. I love that because it's not even like when you ask me the question to see whether I actually want what I say, what I'm saying I want. It's not even to the point where I have to stick with that decision. It's just having the experience to then go, oh, actually, yeah, I did mean that or I didn't mean that, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You have the right to repent. Repent means to change your mind. Repent. Yes. I love that. Mm. And I'm being mindful of your time. Oh, so, is there this anything? was such a good conversation, oh, though. So I was I all wrapped know. up in it. <laughs> I know, and I just want to share with my listeners. I'm not too sure if I've already included this in an intro because I recorded an intro when we did our first conversation a couple of weeks ago. Only 10% of that conversation got recorded, so this is us connecting again, isn't it, Kamisha? <laughs> yes, ma'am. I love it. I just want to give the opportunity to just to share. That's me again talking so fast. I want to give you the opportunity to share anything that you want to share in regards to just the divine feminine, the divine masculine, anything really. Oh, man. Well, what I will say is, I guess about um, particularly to, you know, this uh, this energy that we have to operate in our divine feminine or divine masculine we have the ability to operate in both. And I think that once we harmonize within ourselves, meaning that we, like I said earlier, we allow those two energies to relate to each other and be in agreement with each other, that is what peace of mind really is. And I think, and I think it's important for us to understand that. You know, I think it's important for us to understand that when we look for these external relationships, The external relationships are only there to cultivate you having an authentic love relationship with yourself. That's what I feel like I learned from my my marriage, um, that the relationship was there to teach me to have a authentic love relationship with myself so deeply, so to the point where that I wouldn't put all this weight on the other person and expect them to love me so deeply, whereas those almost impossible, you know? And I'm not saying that I've arrived at that point, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying that I just want us to evolve, everyone, myself included, to evolve to the point where we understand the purpose of the divine feminine and masculine, and that is for them to be in agreement within our individual selves so that it can spill over into a healthy relationship if that makes sense Mm. I love that so it's like less projection you know when you are balanced you're gonna you're less likely to project so much of that 
which is within you that really you need to notice for yourself because I actually ultimately found myself projecting before I was on this you know path I don't really like to call it a path but it kind of is of self-realization I would project so much onto my own partner realizing that I had these issues these childhood trauma issues that I really needed to just come away and spend time on you know but yeah it's when you really learn about yourself and who you are as both the divine masculine and the divine feminine then like you said it's that agreement within it's just beautiful 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 yeah it takes a lot of it takes a lot of inner work it takes a lot of again with the love energy it takes a lot of being okay with being alone yeah you know um if, if 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 anyone is listening and they struggle with um, being okay with being alone, being okay with excuse me, being single, um, that that's a sign right there that you got to do it. <laughs> the pain, the pain that comes with that is calling you and asking you to face it. Oh, wow, and I can st- I can literally say that. I'm my own testimony to that, that I was I literally felt like I couldn't be alone and I really did have to look at that and see that I was and I'm still healing these aspects but very very codependent very yep, codependent. I had those issues as well yeah and, I, and, and they like, still do come out sometimes for sure <laughs> same yeah and then I sit there and go I've done all this inner work and I'm still codependent bitch no you're not you're just healing from it you know you heal right. levels it's like you're not codependent stop identifying with that you are healing and that's okay you know it's like when yeah. you, you you you're coming out of like addiction to alcohol you don't sit there and go i'm an alcoholic no you're not exactly <laughs> yeah that pain is beautiful as well like beautiful it is beautiful it's, to it's a beautiful with. teacher if you allow it mm. if you allow it to teach you if you allow yourself to sit in it and just really ask yourself the hard questions. Like you said, admitting earlier, am I projecting? Am I really jealous? Mm-hmm. You know, am, am I, you know, um, still projecting my childhood wounds? And those are the hard questions. And when people avoid that, that you just keep going through the same things over and over again. I pray that I have reached a new level <laughs> Oh my God. It's like I'm not going to really know until mm-hmm. I start attracting new people and new relationships. And then the universe is going to show me. Somebody's going to press on a button mm. and I'm either going to say, ouch, or I'm going to say, okay. Mm. And it, it's, it's interesting to even when you are triggered and you still behave in those old ways that you used to behave in it's kind of like just having to be compassionate towards yourself because hey we're not yeah. sitting here going you are perfect no you're human and you, yeah. you know I don't I truly I don't know what your opinion is but I truly don't think that we're being called to be perfect but to no just not just in our flesh that. absolutely no, not exactly yeah we can't we, we it's impossible for us to be so-called perfect in our flesh we can only be perfect in spirit that's why jesus said why are you calling me good no man is good right because mm-hmm. if he was supposed to be this literal uh character mm-hmm. um you can't be good mm-hmm. you can't be. Mm-hmm. only in spirit can you be perfect mm-hmm. that's why we keep trying to come back 
you keep wanting <laughs> to fix things. You keep wanting to fix it. Let me keep it. It's like writing a story and you keep going back, re-editing it, rechanging the words, re you know, you just keep wanting to change things. I had a dream one time. And matter of fact, it was Beyonce that said it to me in a dream. <laughs> she was singing a song and she said something about there's nothing to do. And when I woke up from the song, I was like, oh, she was telling me. Well, first of all, she was telling me there's nothing to do, like as far as karma. Mm-hmm. So she was saying that like somehow I probably conquer some type of karmic cycle that I had going. But I think we have multiple karmic cycles. It might have just been like. Yeah, you might have conquered that one, but you got 14 other ones <laughs> over here. But I mean, like, it's like mm. saying that, like, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to fix. Leave it alone. Okay. Kamisha, sorry, just repeat that last 20 seconds. Oh, I was saying that, you know, Beyonce, mm-hmm. coming, Beyonce coming into my dream and telling me that there's nothing to do. I interpreted that as her telling me that there was nothing to do. There was nothing that I needed mm-hmm. to fix. Like mm-hmm. you said about us being perfect, it's like we keep, because we don't realize that in spirit form we are perfect, we keep trying to fix things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's part of the cycle of karma because we keep trying to fix things instead of just saying, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay is like one of my favorite words i definitely say that when i'm triggered and i'm trying my hardest not to be <laughs> oh i love that. i will okay you to death okay oh my gosh i know oh i've noticed mine's i love that in a podcast where i'm just like i genuinely am a cancer son and a scorpio moon when i say i love that i fucking mean it so i'm just like constantly i love that am i either saying i love that or i'm like fuck you know because i want to clear my throat chakra i'm like fuck it's such a powerful word <laughs> That's interesting. I love that. It almost makes me want to use that when I'm being triggered. Like somebody saying something to me negative and I'm like, you want to know what? I love that. Yeah. I I think I might start using that. Yes, you should. That pisses people off though. You know that, right? When they're intentionally trying to trigger you. Listen, I watched this thing on TED Talk. I don't know if it's TED Talk or some, some sort of thing on YouTube and they were saying if someone's really trying to like really have an argument with you and they're just being an absolute dick, just literally sit there with a grin on your face and grin and go. <laughs> literally just make that ridiculous sound and they will have no chat choice but to oh, be like, what the fuck? I've done it. Just run Maybe away. not the sound. I've definitely sat there <laughs> with the grin and people go crazy. They hate that. <laughs> Because they want so bad. They want to get that reaction out of you. And when you don't give it to them, then they start seeing that you're being fake. I know. They start saying it like you're acting like you don't care. Like, why does it matter? (laughs) Narcissic supply for some people as well. They just want that reaction. It's just like, just observe. You know. But that whole squealing thing, that I mean, that was just funny when the guy did it. I just did it, and I'm just like, I can't keep a straight face. So can you imagine me doing that in an argument? I, don't, I would be scared to do that. I think somebody <laughs> might jump over the table and try to hurt me. I know. I'm super introverted, so I'm just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? But the whole grinning thing, it's just like... <laughs> oh, man. Yes, what's your social media as well? Okay, so if anyone wants to find me, they can find me on... Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm sucked into all of those. <laughs> mm. 
all of those devils. No, um, well, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you actually just say all of those devils? That's what they are. They're all devils. I love then, it. I'm, I'm trapped in all of those places. Uh, <laughs> no, you can find me on there under Black Fire Nation. You can also, um, it's, it's spelled B-L-A-Q, Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a website, blackfirenation.com, B-L-A-Q, firenation.com. And mm-hmm. I'll be going on tour starting in May, um, mm-hmm. teaching a class called Self-Realization of a Goddess, where I teach about, particularly I teach women um, about universal law and how it incorporates um, how we can learn from the womb, how the womb teaches us about how universal law operates. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one perspective of it anyway. And I also teach about word magic, which is also called uh, grammary, which is, you know, just using sound and letters and symbols to be able to understand the messages that the universe is giving you. Um, I teach all of that stuff in a self-realization class. So if anybody's interested, just go on the website and they'll see all the cities that I'm going to start in that. I love that. I'll put a link down below for sure in the show description. Kamisha, it was wonderful having you you on. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. I can't wait to go back and listen to it. (laughs) Me neither.